Hey there, it's Jim. In honor of Valentine's Day, we're taking this week off to spend time with our families, friends, pets, and other loved ones. However, we do still have some new content for you. You might remember that in the fall, I interviewed members of the Loyola Chicago Law School community about their way that they balance law school with their relationships. Today, we're releasing the extended cuts of those interviews. I really appreciated the insights that Carly, Teddy, Kirsten, Matt, and Jackie shared with me, and I hope that you'll learn something from them too. Can you talk a little about the planning process that you went through with your partner as part of your decision to go to law school? Uh, So my planning process in coming to law school uh, is pretty appalling. I don't recommend it for anyone. I decided to come to law school uh, the day of the 2016 election, which I think is probably uh, accurate for a lot of students, either in uh, the 2020 or 2019 graduating classes, or uh, 2021 graduating classes. But it was kind of on a whim. Um, I had been applying to education programs before then uh, and growing increasingly doubtful that that was where I needed to be. And then the election happened and I think it crystallized a lot of the concerns that I'd been having over education. Uh, My partner had already been applying to law schools and suggested, come to law school. Uh, And we had a very short conversation that felt right. And so I signed up for the LSAT and figured you know, if it's meant to be, I will do well on the LSAT, and that'll be that. And I spent the next month prepping and then took the LSAT in December, and here we are. But I don't know that a lot of planning actually went into the decision to come to law school generally. More went into the decision about where to go to law school. So my partner at the time was applying to residency uh, after medical school, and we had a really complicated conversation because she the way residency works is you apply to a number of places and you're matched and you have no say in which place you go to it's what you get is what you get and Sarah my partner applied to something like 12 places um, in 10 cities and I was trying to apply to law school at the same time and the choice had to be whether we applied to the same cities at the same time, or if I was to wait a year and then apply to one city where um, where she was placed. And we ended up deciding the latter, where um, once she was placed in Chicago, then I started looking for for a law school um, that would that would that would work. And it was it was the first real decision I feel like that we had made as a couple that kind of was really consequential and something that you know, I, I don't think I would have done um, if the relationship wasn't as serious as it was because you know, it, it pushed my law school education back a year. And uh, I'm also really glad that I did because I think it made it, it just, it, it was good for me to, to be more focused where I was applying, but also um, it, was a good, it was a good exercise or test or sort of experience that made me really think about and realize and choose to be to make these decisions uh, with someone else in mind and it was the first time that I'd ever had to do that for such a consequential choice and um, yeah I'm really glad that that's how it worked out. When I left undergrad I wasn't sure what I wanted to do and I worked at Barnes and Noble for a year and during that year I sort of through some soul searching through some volunteering decided I wanted to go to law school. 
At this point, my then fiance, now husband, um, was in South Carolina, and he was working on his master's in marine biology. So our topics around this were pretty much, you know, all those times I was able to, like, you know, go and visit you and actually see you. Yeah, that's going to be cut down to almost none. (laughs) And we talked about how are we supposed to keep in touch when I'm going through this. My stress levels are going to be through the roof on top of this and on top of the wedding planning and on top of me not seeing him as much because we're in two different time zones. He's on one coast and I'm in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) But um, it was really difficult. Um, He was very supportive of me following my dream though and he wanted to make sure that I could do my best and be happy while I was here. But we really had to take a hard look at how long I was gonna be here and that the original plan of me going to join him in South Carolina was no longer feasible, and how our career paths are actually going to impact the rest of our lives because I have one more year, a year and a half, of law school. And then after that, I'm sure as a lot of us know, the market for jobs, I need to be in a big city. I need to be somewhere where you can have a lot of options, and he needs to be somewhere where there is a large body of water that is salty (laughs) and that is not Chicago Um, so that's sort of where our planning process went in the very beginning very supportive but also needed to take a hard look at how law school is going to affect our future plans and our current way of seeing each other so I guess to give a little context my now wife and I we're still dating when I first started looking into the whole law school thing. Uh, we had recently moved to the Chicago suburbs from New York um, with the intention that I would start studying for the LSAT uh, the fall that we moved back, take the LSAT in the winter, and then apply for schools in the spring. Um, early on, there wasn't a whole lot of discussion about our relationship. Um, and how that would work necessarily. Part of that is probably because when we first started dating, my wife was in school. Um, she was a full-time undergrad student, and so our most of our relationship up to, up to that point had been with one of us in school, and it had gone very smoothly, and we sort of already knew how that would work. Um, law school is certainly a, a different beast in some ways, but I think that having gone through it before, we didn't feel the need to do too much planning. Um, one of the things that once I sort of got into the Loyola community really early on saw that there were a, a number of other students who were also in either like committed relationships or were married. Um, and just knowing that there, there are people who uh, go through it and are still happy and uh, happy in their relationships and also doing well in school was definitely helpful to see that and I think did inspire some conversations down the line. Um, I was able to come home, I think it was even during orientation when some two or three L's were talking to us about um, that they were in relationships or whatever it was, and the need to find balance between school and keeping a relationship. um, That inspired me to go home and talk with my wife and say, hey, like there are people who are doing this, but I think that we should maybe have a little bit of a conversation about it to make sure that we're being open and honest, like if you know, if I need 
to be staying late or if I need to be going to school when a time that we would normally be hanging out, um, you know, we just need to be able to have conversations about that. And if I'm being too unavailable and you need more from me that like, I want to allow you to speak up about that and for us to be able to have a conversation about it. I also got married in May and then started school in the following August and then moved into the city in September. So there was a lot going on all at once. So it wasn't really just like law school. There were all these other things happening at the same time. And so just our lives were kind of chaotic generally, which maybe helped the law school thing be a little bit easier, if anything. What is something that has surprised you about the process of going through law school while working to maintain your relationship? So I think we, when my partner and I both came to law school, I think we expected the time crunch issue, that we were going to not have a lot of time and that that would put a strain on our relationship because we've always, uh, almost always, since the time that we started going out, almost a decade ago, um, lived together and spent a lot of our time together and law school was going to be pretty divergent for that. And that's, that's certainly been an expected difficulty that we've had, but I think one of the difficulties we've had that we didn't expect or didn't understand how much it would impact us is the competitiveness of the law school environment, the expectation that you're always supposed to be doing more and being better than the people around you in order to compete in a pretty difficult market. And I think that that's been a challenge, trying to be happy for each other at moments when we are struggling ourselves. And in the pressure cooker of law school, I think that that has been more of a not necessarily a bad thing, but just something we have to pay attention to in the way that we talk about our accomplishments and in the way we celebrate the other person's accomplishments. I think that's probably unique to both of us being in law school at the same time, in the same section, doing the same things. Uh, there is kind of a one-to-one -one comparison that you can make, which I don't think you can make in a lot of other areas. And I think it's good to remember that even though there's a one-to-one -one comparison in the type of work we're doing, we're still very different people. So it's not really a a good idea to compare outcomes. I think what law school has shown me is that it's really easy to focus on more of sort of the, you know, the survival pieces of the week. And so my partner and I are very good about grocery shopping and keeping the house clean and sort of staying on top of the things we need to to, to make our apartment work. And the thing that we've had to work extra hard at was being a couple. And so I think we, we've been good survival buddies of getting through this, this process. And I think the hardest part or the part that we've had to work on and be intentional about is remember like why we're dating and why we love each other and make time to sort of celebrate that. Just how difficult it would be for um, us to sort of find time to step back and just be with one another. I didn't realize that would be so difficult. And on a positive note, how understanding he would be. Sometimes it feels like when you're in law school, it's a completely separate world from everywhere else and everything else that's happening in your life. But he does his very best to sort of stay on top of the news and try and talk to me about things he thinks sound legal. So. It's almost like, you know, you're trying your best to speak another language with someone so you can seem like you're, like, supportive. And he really is. Um, the difficult portion was that 
with me, law school was permeating every part of my life, and it was something that is always on my mind because I'm always, you know, thinking maybe I should volunteer to do this, maybe I should look into this job, this internship, maybe I should be more active in this club, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And when I go home, it's really hard to turn that off. So just how much it permeates our everyday life, even now at home, was surprising to me. But on the upside, he adapted to it really well. <laughs> One of the first surprises was just that there were a lot of people like who were 1Ls who were also either like engaged or already married um, and finding some comfort in that. Um, yeah, there were a handful of people in my section who were already married and just getting to talk to them about that, how, how they're dealing with stuff was really helpful. Whenever I talk about this kind of stuff, I always think of something that one of the upperclassmen said early on, which was that they, like me, had been working for a while before they started law school and that they treated law school like a job, meaning that they were here more or less nine to five every day, including Fridays, and that when they went home, they went home and they weren't like bringing work, schoolwork home with them. And that allowed them to keep their relationship strong because when they were home, they were dedicating themselves to like the relationship and just being part of that. Uh, and so I really, really strive to do that. And my wife and I had, like I said, she was in school for a while, but we both had been working for a while when we were living together. And so treating law school like a job, I think really allowed us to, to keep a strong relationship because it really wasn't any different than just me having a job. It was like me just coming home from work and then I'm home and we cook dinner and we hang out and watch Netflix and we go to bed and it's like that's just what it is. So just trying to keep those boundaries, keep school at school and home at home, I think was really helpful. What surprised me, I guess, is that I don't think law school is reflective of like real life. Um, you're in such a bubble and so and like with that there can be like lots of benefits and that you're um you can be really flexible with your time um but then there are drawbacks and that you're so in this different world that your partner if they're not in law school has no concept of um that it can be hard like if something happened to me in school and i was like ah listen to what this person said in crim law can you believe that like he just didn't really get it. And so um, I found that um, it was just more important than ever to have like peers in law school that I felt connected to because they did. What is something that you've had to learn as part of this process going through law school and working on your relationship? Uh, that it's okay to not do everything in a professional or academic context because my personal life also matters. I think that took all of my 1L year to learn that just because there's more work to be done, I could study more, I could pick up another club to work with, or I could, you know, do more volunteer work. That doesn't mean I should, um, even though that might be what everyone, including the Career Center, is telling me, oh, you should do this, you should do that. They don't know what my life at home is like and what my relationship needs to thrive. And it's just as important to me to make my personal rel relationship successful as it is for me to make my career successful. So I think giving myself the permission to say you don't have to do everything because you can't. So you need to remember that doing everything means doing everything academically, professionally, but it also means making time to do everything personally. And naturally, everything isn't going to get done in each of those spheres. Yeah. 
but you've got to divide your time so that they're all getting attention. As an aside, I think it's interesting because I had career and academic advisors tell me to do slightly less stuff, by which I mean specifically they said, don't do this podcast (laughs) because you're already doing enough. Don't feel compelled to add it on. But sometimes the personally fulfilling things, that's what gives us the energy to do the things that are maybe less personally fulfilling, but in the end are really, really crucial to our career. And I think that that's true of relationships too. You know, my relationship with my partner gives me the energy that I need to do other things that are things that I also want to do. I, I think the thing I've learned the most is how intentional a good relationship has to be and how when your time is limited and your emotions are taxed because of school or work, you really, it, you're, the, every decision you make about that relates to your relationship has to be an opt-in and has to be intentional. And because otherwise the relationship will deteriorate or will falter. And I think by constantly waking up every morning and deciding like this is a relationship that I want to make work, one, it takes work and it takes an effort and it takes time. Um, but two, I think it's critical to not just getting by, but to having a healthy, uh, loving relationship. I don't know if it was so much me, but me communicating to my husband that he can't solve all of the issues that are going on with law school right now as much as he would like to. Um, He's sort of someone who, when he sees me upset or stressed or sad, you know, he wants to fix it. He wants to fix the problem so that, you know, I'm happy, I'm stress-free again. And we had to learn that, you know, the way that law school works is that I'm going to be in this sort of stressed, very, very much gotta go, gotta go attitude. And then he needed to learn that to just sort of let go of the reins and to just let it happen because he can't fix what's happening in law school. Um, But he could just be supportive and he could listen. So when we had that talk, that was something that we learned. Just let go. It's what's going to happen is going to happen. And it'll be all right in the end. But let's just take a deep breath because we're not going to fix it right now. That sounds so familiar to me because that's definitely a conversation my wife and I have had because I'm the same mm-hmm. kind of like Mr. Fix-It person. Mm-hmm. And I was reading a Brene Brown book uh, over the summer. And one of the early things she said is that men need to learn to not derive like their they need to learn to not derive their sense of self and satisfaction from the power of being able to fix things Mm -hmm. and i was just like ah damn renee brown yeah got got me right there but i really appreciated that sense uh kind of recognizing that it's Mm -hmm. something that even if it is something you genuinely do out of altruism Mm -hmm. being able to take that time to say like but i also know that that's part of, like, mm-hmm. a way I identify, and you mm-hmm. need to be able to be comfortable when you can't fix it, and that was definitely something that I've been trying to work on. Exactly. That was also something It was really odd. Um, when we were, what was it, um, in pre-Cana class, they would separate, I'm not sure how much I like this, but they would separate the women and the men um, in the pre-Cana class, and then they would make a list of things that sort of... Um, 
not bug you about your partner, but you wish they would do better, and one that was written in bold, like cursive and letter, like all caps lettering, was that um, when I'm complaining about something or when I'm unloading or like I just want to vent to you, that doesn't mean I want you to solve it. And I don't, definitely don't want you to get upset when I'm like, there's nothing you can do. Like, just let it be. And then they would just get, like, upset because they're like, but I want to help fix it. But no. And then it almost makes us seem like we don't want to talk to you about the problems because you're going to get frustrated when you can't fix it. So, yeah, definitely something that we learned in that. As you said, Brene Brown touched upon. Yes. Very, very uh, pervasive. (laughs) I think the hardest thing for me has actually been not being so rigid in keeping the balance um, in, in the idea of like treating law school like a job um, where I there are times when I maybe have made plans with like my wife just to either do something with two of us or that we're going to go do, you know, have some social activity, but then something comes up at school or something's taking longer than I thought that it would and I end up having to cancel and that's been a really hard thing because I've, I've worked really hard to keep the balance and have been really dedicated to that. And so the times when I have to prioritize school over whether it's just like my relationship with my wife or my social life generally, um, actually going through and doing that has, has been a real challenge because I feel like I'm failing on some sort of commitment that I've made to myself and to my wife to, to be balanced. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the, the biggest challenge. Is something I've had to work on a lot. Um, that I needed to, even in times of like midterms and finals, like make a concerted effort to value like our quality time together as much as like my time preparing for those things. Um, you know that I needed to set aside like two hours where, you know, every couple of days where we'd be looking at each other face to face rather than side to side. Um, and actually just like putting aside like my phone, my books, whatever, and just have some quality time with each other, even when um, things were really stressful. And I found that that made me um, much better at studying. Um, and it also just you know, kept, kept things like strong between us. Is there anything particular about the Loyola experience that you found impactful in trying to maintain a balance of your law school career and your relationship? Well, obviously the Staying Best Friends program is, I think, unique to Loyola. I haven't heard about it anywhere else. And I think that that's such a brilliant idea. And not even, I mean, the, the couples that come in are fantastic and they have such great things to say. But I think the benefit to the program really is just giving students a space to have that dialogue because whether or not students are having it with their partners they need to and so creating a a school sanctioned space that says let's have this conversation reminds students that it's not just something they should be doing it's really something they have to be doing if they want to have a healthy relationship Uh, i'm i'm sort of a freak about um, over communicating so i was always going to go to that program Um, and my partner is um, if they weren't before, um, you know, eight, eight years of living with me has probably turned them into an over-communicator. And I think that's a good thing. I think having the space to have dialogue is good. 
And I think regardless of what another couple's experience is like, just listening to someone else have that discussion, it reminds you of how you should have it in your own life. So we always turn it into a date night. So we'll come to staying best friends and then we'll go out to dinner and have a bite to eat and talk about some of the things that came up. And I think the longer we've been in law school, the more we've had to talk about as we start looking at careers and realizing that this is just the beginning, that going into a large firm is going to create a whole new host of issues. Uh, and I also think the Loyola community is really supportive of that. So a lot of the presenting couples at Staying Best Friends have asked us, you know, get in touch, set up a time, let's meet up, let's talk more, you know, more personally about what your concerns are. Um, and I've done that a couple times just to, you know, they said something that really hit home for me and now I'm concerned about it, but I don't want to hijack that meeting. Loyola alums are great about setting aside time for other Loyola alums on not just a professional level, but on a personal level. And I, I mean, I don't know if that's particular to Loyola. My undergrad, I don't think I would, would do that, but certainly Loyola is great at that. I also think professors are pretty understanding about the fact that they end up with two students in their class who are engaged. We usually disclose it pretty early. We ended up in the same advocacy class completely by accident because we didn't check in with each other when we registered for classes. And I think during the second week, we're like, what if we end up arguing against each other in the final? Let's not do that. And so we talked to our professor and she goes, oh yeah, we'll put you on different, you know, we'll put you on different, different arguing teams so you don't end up arguing against each other because that opens up a whole host of issues that are not, uh, not necessary. Um, so I think, you know, ev everyone in, in the law school is pretty understanding that you're more than just the student that you are in the classroom. Um, and I think for me, that's easy to see because my partner is often in the classroom with me. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I really appreciate that I like my classmates at Loyola. Um, I went to law school sort of expecting not to have a positive um, social experience at law school. And I think, and I, you know, I was totally wrong. And I really like my classmates. Um, and I really had a really positive experience and made some really great friends. And I think that has been really positive for my personal relationship because it, you know, it opens up new friendships and new experiences. Uh, but it also, allows my or my friendships at Loyola that have that have um, that have grown to sort of take on some of the sort of the emotionally taxing parts of you know being a human so that all of my emotions and all of my um, my attention isn't just focused in on one person on my partner um, and that it can be spread out spread around a little bit so that she's not my only um, person of support in terms of helpful, I know that they had the group that you mentioned, but I never went to it. I didn't really hear much about it besides that first introductory week, so I just decided not to go. Um, honestly, for me, I sort of felt that the most help I got was from my peers, especially quite a few of us in my section that were actively in the process of, we're engaged. We're getting married like towards the end of our second semester or during the summer. And we all could sort of vent to each other about how stressful this was. You, Jim. <laughs> we were in the friend group that were talking about, oh, I'm getting married in the summer. 
I need to do outlines and I need to plan my guest list. So it was just a lot. I found more help from my peers in Loyola than from Loyola itself. To be quite honest, um, Loyola itself scared me when they, in our introduction, gave us the statistics for how many people divorce or break up and leave. And I just didn't want to hear that because I'm trying to keep my uh, engagement and my relationship together. And they said that it was difficult for people who are like in the same city and living in the same house. And my person was on another coast. So I really didn't want to hear that the first time coming in. Didn't give me a ton of confidence. But my friends helped. Yeah, I mean, like I said, just knowing that there are other people around going through the same thing. I would imagine that's the case at a lot of law schools, just something I hadn't really thought about going into it. Um, I was, yeah, 20, or no, yeah, 30 when I started law school. Um, and I expected to be pretty far in the older end of the, the age range. And I was surprised to find that there were a lot of other people, like at least close to my age, that, and that was helpful just because people my age tend to be in more serious relationships. Um, and yeah, I mean, just hearing from Father Jerry early on in my loyal experience, I haven't done any of the staying best friend stuff, but just knowing that it's there is comforting. Um, knowing that Loyola is dedicated to like ensuring that we as students are still like whole people and it's not just academic focused um, is a really nice thing, uh, a nice thought. It's nice to know that that's there. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole Loyola community generally is so supportive. I've just been shocked. You hear all the horror stories about law schools and to come here and the professors are supportive. All of the, and I, I think the professors and the, the administration just kind of foster a supportive and um, holistic environment. And so the students, at least in my experience, have really bought into that and have been very supportive of each other. And um, yeah, it's just been really nice. I think that professors here are, um, I don't know if it's like the Jesuit tradition or, or what, but I think that everyone understands that you're a human being first and not just a law student. And I think that they um, were like really, um, you know, you just hear this message all the time about um, like work-life balance and, and making sure to take care of yourself and to tend to your relationships. And I think that that helped me um, kind of like stay above the fray. Um, you know, I knew a lot of people who got married during law school. So then when I ended up getting married during law school, it, it felt very doable. Um, and they were very like, you know, people, especially within the child love clinic, my professors were just like very supportive and congratulatory rather than like, um, you know, acting concerned like I wasn't putting school first or anything, which is nice. Do you have any final tips or advice for our listeners? I'm going to give the same advice that I usually give, which is, I think, unhelpful except to the person who needs to hear it, which is you can ignore advice. <laughs> um, I think when you come into law school, you get all kinds of conflicting advice from people who've been there, from people who have not been there. And it's okay to try it out and decide it doesn't work for you. That doesn't mean that the advice was bad and it doesn't mean that you did it wrong. It just means that you're an individual and advice doesn't always play out the same way for everyone. So I, th I find that to be one of the best things about staying best friends is you'll have 
three couples presenting and two of them will be like, you must do this thing. And the third couple is like, no, we tried that. That was awful. Did not work for us at all. And it kind of, it gives us a second to check and say, maybe the things that we're saying you must do are just the things that we had to do to keep our relationship secure. But that doesn't mean it works for everyone. And I think law school, despite the fact that it's a very busy time, is a great time in your relationship to try out new things that you wouldn't think about doing when you had maybe a full-time plus position uh, because as law school is a training ground for being an attorney it's also a training ground for the relationship you're going to have with your partner going forward because it doesn't get less stressful from here so this is if it's not working now it's a great time to try to fix it because it's not going to get better later without that work uh, uh, I, I think the again I, the, the the most important thing is the is that being in a relationship is a it's an everyday decision and it's one that if you're not actively opting into you're opting out of and it's really easy to lose lose track of that with the deadlines and the craziness of law school and you know oftentimes law school doesn't encourage or doesn't allow you to be a healthy person and so it can be really easy to let other parts of your life, other parts of your health slip, whether it's your physical health or your mental health, um, the amount of sleep you get. And the same is true for a personal relationship or a romantic relationship. And if you don't prioritize, if you don't prioritize your relationship, um, it'll suffer. And so I think that's something that is harder to do in law school and maybe why it's that much more important to do so. I would please strongly recommend, I know this is probably not what we want to hear, but do not plan your wedding while going through your 1L year. That's like the worst thing to possibly do because both sides end up suffering. I know academically it was so stressful for me because I'd be in the classroom and trying to, you know, how we take notes super, super fast and absorbing the information, which is completely in a different context of thinking for me. I had to relearn how to learn and how to take notes and how to study. Well, at the same time, I'm thinking, I'm sure as you know, Jim, caterer, music, uh, dress, tux, I need to think food, I need to think flowers. And it's like this huge event that should be happy in your life when you're planning it, or at least somewhat exciting, ended up feeling more like adding another chore to me. So I would say as much as you can, <laughs> maybe change it, maybe plan your wedding for like if you, you're two all year or like right before you go to law school or like after law school. I don't know whatever works for you. If you are great at time management, go for it. But I just think you should really have like one huge big life-changing event in your life per year when you can plan it, and probably doing your wedding and your one all year was not the wisest decision for me and for a lot of people from what I've heard. <laughs> I appreciate that candor. I think that's genuine and hopefully helpful for somebody. Yeah, yeah, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> I thought, yes, I can totally do it. It'll be fine. Crash and burn. Just crash and burn for like eight months. But, you know, the day I was happy. The day yeah. I was happy. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll just repeat what I said earlier, because this is the piece of advice that I always share, which is just to do your best to treat law school like a job. Come in and put your time in at school. When you're here, make the most of your time, like in the hours that you're on campus. It's easy to be here for 12 hours a day and get, you know, five hours of work done because there's always people around and you can always just hang out. Um, but it's also not that hard to come here for eight hours and get five hours of work done. And then you get to go home and live your life, be with your significant other um, and like really have that time and not be so stressed out about the things that you should be doing otherwise um, and not be up until late night every night just trying to struggle to keep up with stuff because if you, you know, uh, use your time wisely while you're on campus, you can you can still leave, lead a fulfilling, uh, you know, emotional and social life outside of school. I think only until I got out of school did I realize like how much like I was craving a schedule and law school is not conducive to that, right? Because your day-to-day differs so much based on your classes. Um, so I would say like in the beginning of every semester kind of take a look at where your classes are and make like one regular kind of like date night um that you're going to have like that that like you know quality time together um because that can kind of hold you over for the rest of the week and just making that um a routine and habit and then um also just like same thing like carving out time for you to do whatever fulfills you as an individual, whether it be working out or cooking or hanging out with your dog or, or whatever. Um, I think that like when I got out of law school, I was like, it, I was just, everything was better in that. And I realized it was because I had been missing a schedule and I wish that I had known that those three years and had made more of an effort to have some consistency and structure and not just like wake up and see where the day takes me based off of like what deadline is coming up. 